Welcome back. Welcome back to the Fan in the Van podcast. All right. So let's talk about the Mets uh, press conference today for a little bit. Uh, Steve Cohen and Sandy Alderson, you know, they met with the media via Zoom calls and whatever. Uh, Steve Cohen pretty much told you that they are going to spend money. But Mets fans, I'm just going to let you in on something and I hate to really kind of burst your bubble here. But they're not going to spend the money you think they're going to spend. Uh, they will go and get free agents. I'm not going to deny you that. But then they may not be the free agents you think they're going to get. You're expecting George Springer. You may get something different entirely. Uh, you're expecting JT Real Muto. You might be getting a Mike Zanino or a James McCann, which aren't bad quarter, uh, bad uh, catchers for you. Um, you know, you may be expecting to you know go get Trevor Bauer. You may be only getting Charlie Morton. Um, he pretty much said it. They're going to spend where they need to spend. They, they're going to fix the gaps they need to fix. Uh, Sandy Alderson said they're going to they're gonna hire a president of baseball operations. He just wants a seat at the table, but not the head of the table. Um, it looks like that this guy, see, you know, this, this guy is going to be uh, rather serious about fixing this team. And not only the team, but the community around it. So, I mean, it's not a bad look for the Mets, you know, right now. Um, but, again... Don't get, don't hype yourselves up to think you're getting every big name free agent out there because you're not going to do it. Okay, they're not going to spend all that money to go get Trevor Bauer. Um, you know, even though he insinuated that Bauer would look good in in uh, in a match uniform, but listen, I don't think Trevor Bauer comes to New York. I don't think Trevor Bauer even really comes to the Yankees either, for that matter. Um, you know, you got to think realistic. I mean, the guy just bought the team and Mets fans are already thinking that Uncle Steve over there is going to start spending all this money like it's Christmas. Uh, and I get Christmas around the corner, but you're not going to get the presents you really want. So I uh, hate to burst the bubble there, Mets fans, but that's just the reality of it as of right now. Could things change? And he decides to really open up that, uh, that wallet of his and really go spending? Sure. But again, just don't expect it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which, uh, you know, in the Steeler Cowboy game is another thing that I actually wanted to bring up earlier. And I knew there was something I wanted to bring up in one of the videos. Uh, Juju scores, uh, I think it was the tying touchdown or the go ahead. Actually, I think it was the tying one or it could have been to keep him down by like a field goal or whatever it was. I forget because there's so much emotion going through me in that game. And when he scores, he decides he's going to go do the Terrell Owens move. And you know what that one is, ladies and gents. Run to the Dallas Star and dance all over it. Well, this guy on Dallas figured, you know, that he's going to try to be a big old tough guy and stop him from it. Uh, Juju wasn't successful in getting there because, it, it, trust me, it wasn't the guy on Dallas who stopped him. It was none other than James Conner, who was the voice of reason in that one. Because, trust me, big man on Dallas, ain't nobody afraid of you because your defense was just horrible. You couldn't even defend that 50-yard line or that star if you tried. Um, and we all remember when T.O. did it. I mean, he, he, he danced like he was on Dancing on the Stars. And then, bam, he got walloped. Um, which they actually showed all day today. Like on NFL Network, I'm sure they had, I'm sure they showed it a million and one times. Because they'll play the same show on repeat for like three, four hours. Um, you know, which isn't bad if you're a, you know, a football fanatic like some of us. But, you know, I'm at work all day, so I don't get to see all that. You know, which rather sucks. Um... You know, but even like to go back to the to the Met thing, um, you know, the Indians came out and said they would love for the Mets to be part of this Lindor trade. 
Well, yeah, the Mets would be one of the landing spots. And, of course, the Indians would love to because they're going to try to ransack half your team. You know, they're, they're going to – listen, again, SMY put out a poll on Twitter and on Instagram and pretty much all over the place. You know, if you had to trade either or, who would it be? Or both, for that matter, Dom Smith or Pete Alonso. And I'm sorry, Pete Alonso is not a movable piece. Um, and this is coming from a Yankee fan. I don't move Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is the future of that team. And Dom Smith is the odd man out because Pete Alonso is going to take up 90% of the playing time at first base. Unless they adopt the universal and uh, DH rule in the NL, Dom Smith is the odd man out. Uh, he could get playing time in Cleveland if, in fact, the Mets wind up with Lindor on the simple fact that right now the Indians, to my knowledge, don't have a first baseman because they declined Carlos Santana's option. So he's a free agent. Now, unless Cleveland brings him back on the cheap, which I don't see that happening because Carlos Santana is probably going to want a decent amount of money. Um, if you go to the Mets, Dom Smith isn't a bad first baseman, and he's not a bad hitter either. You know, he's had some clutch hits for the Mets, you know, some magical moments for the Amazons over there in Queens. You know, one of the few, but still. Um, he's going to be one of the pieces that gets moved if the Mets, in fact, get Lindor. Uh, if they, in fact, get Lindor. Um... Syndergaard's probably going to be another piece and probably a double A player, you know, and a draft pick. But don't forget, though, the Mets are going to have to take on the rest of Lindor's contract, which is between 18 to 20 million. So you're still going to wind up having to give up Dom Smith and Syndergaard to do it. Because Cleveland right now has what everybody wants, and that's one of the best shortstops in the game, right? Okay. So. Even though you're taking on their money, they're still going to ask for a king's ransom. And somebody in the MLB is going to overpay. We all know it. Somebody always does. Someone's always the fool that does it just so they can beat out the other team from getting them. Um, hopefully with this ownership and with Sandy Alderson, I guess, playing both roles as president of operations and GM, I guess, for the time being. Uh, he's a little bit smarter than what Brody Van Wagenen probably would have done because Brody probably would be like, well, you know, I'll give you Conforto and I'll give you Syndergaard. Hell, I'll throw in DeGrom and I'll, you know, I'll throw in my wife and whatever else if we can get Lindor. Right? Yeah, that's all well and good, but then you still got to pay the guy. So, you know, and, and the other thing with that, that, you know, the reports that Van Wagenen was fired. I don't get how you fire somebody who chose to walk away. Um, Steve Cohen wasn't even the owner for five minutes when it was announced, and that's when Van Wagenen walked away. Because don't forget, Van Wagenen was buddy-buddy with the Wilpons, and he's a Wilpon guy. So he he remained loyal to the Wilpons and decided to walk away. And it was probably in his best interest because he probably would have got let go anyway. Uh, Luis Rojas, from what I hear, looks like he's going to come back. And I don't see why you don't bring him back. Um, you know, if it's a full season like Tony Clark, the president of the Players Association, says it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a larger sample size to see what they can do. And it's going to be interesting with the moves the Mets make to see if they're even a playoff contender this year. Now, here's the thing. If they're not a playoff contender, it doesn't mean Steve Cohen didn't do a bad job at getting the pieces that you needed. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be an overnight success over there in Queens. So for everybody over there in Flushing, relax yourself. Uh, it'll happen in due time. You know, just like just like in any other sport, when you're in a rebuild. Uh, you know, but the Mets are doing it right. They're building around you know their younger core, and that, that's how, that's how you do it. You know, but you have to remember, you can't just go out and spend money and get somebody just because you know you think he would look good. 
you know, in a Met uniform. Cohen says he's going to be an owner for the fans. And, you know, and, and, and I'm sure that's rejoiceful for a lot of you Mets fans. But again, don't hype it up to think that he's going to go out and go get George Springer and give him five years, $125 million, that he's going to try to get Real Muto for five years and $200 million, where everywhere I read the highest contract that he's offered, and don't forget, they're just rumors that if he were to go to the Mets, it's only going to be a five years, $125 million. And even and, and as I think about it more, and in my videos, I said that that would be right around the right number. For a catcher who's going on 30 soon, I think you got to limit the years and you got to limit the dollar amount. I would probably go three and 75 would be best with a, with a player option for like 10, 15 in the fourth year is how I would go about it. Um, if I'm the Mets though, you don't have to go out and get the biggest name free agent. I mean, you got Michael Brantley out there who's a clutch hitter everywhere he's gone from Cleveland and even to the, the you know, the, the, the freaking Houston uh, cheat, cheat stros, as I like to call them. Um... That's a guy you can get for like two years and twenty three million. You know, you don't. You know, Trevor Bauer. If you can get him, great. But again, I I think he's gonna go somewhere where he could really market himself. Uh, the Yankees, he really could, and the Yankees are gonna overpay for Trevor Bauer if they go after him. Um, you know, so you're better off. And and listen, Charlie Morton is at the declining years of his career as far as age, but not when he's on the mound though. As you could see, he pitched great for Houston. He pitched even better for Tampa. You know, the, the Mets going to have to get creative in who they're going to sign and what holes they're going to fill. But there's just pieces that I wouldn't trade if I'm Cohen and, Alders, and, and Sandy Alderson. And it's definitely DeGrom is one I hold on to. I definitely don't trade Alonzo, and I hold on to Michael Conforto. Um, obviously, if you trade Lindor, Ahmed Rosario, or that him and his guy, one of them is going to go because Cleveland's going to want a shortstop in return. So one of them's going, and I'm sorry, I think it's a Med Rosario. That's the odd man out. Um, you know, he's a bit more proven in the league and has has a little bit more service time than Jimenez does. So that's the route I would go. If I'm Cleveland's GM, this is why I propose to the Mets. All right, you got to take Lindor and the 18 to 20 million. And I want Dom Smith, a Med Rosario, a first round draft pick, and one of your best double A players. And I think that's what'll that's pretty much what'll get done. But the kicker too might be Syndergaard. And I'm sorry, Mets fans. I if you want the best shortstop in the game, you're gonna have to give up Thor. You're just gonna have to do it. Uh and it would be the same thing like on the Mets side. If you want to get hypothetical, you want to play scenarios, okay, if I'm Brian Cashman, listen, this is what I'm willing to give you for Lindor. We'll trade you we'll we'll trade you Frazier. We'll trade you one of our AAA players will throw Mike King and Mike Ford in there. And if the kicker's really going to be Urshela, then this is where you can do this move that I've thought about a hundred times over the course of the past month. Is if you trade Urshela in that trade and the rumors are that they want to move Glaber to third, then that's how you do it. You're going to have to trade Urshela to do it. So you would move Glaber to third, right? And then you would have DJ LeMahieu at second. And if you can get Didi back, then that's that, that, that's how you do it. That's how you make that move. Both teams are going to have to give up a piece they really don't want to give up. But if you want the game's best shortstop out there right now, then this is the way you got to do it. Um, There's just no ifs, ends, or buts about it. Like I said, somebody's going to somebody's gonna go to the poker table and somebody's going to go all in. 
and somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. Um, you know, being a Yankee fan, do I want to see Bauer in, in Queens? It's the hell I do. But hey, if Cohen can outbid the Yankees in getting him and he wants to overpay, then so be it. Um, you know, and then speaking of the Yankees, you know, with Gary Sanchez. Uh, every day I got to hear somebody tell me you get, you need to trade him. You need to trade him. I listen. I'm I'm not sold on trading him yet. Now, if he has another crappy season this year, you really can't trade him because at this point, what value does Gary Sanchez hold? If you're gonna trade him, like in any other sport, you got to wait till he's at his highs. It, trading a player is like buying and selling stock. Okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna buy high, sell low. No, you're gonna buy low, sell high. Right? Okay, so. Why would I trade Sanchez now when he holds no value after another abysmal year? And yeah, it was only 60 games, but still, you know, they tried everything to work on his on his defensive catching. It improved a little bit, but please stop with the one knee nonsense because it's just, it, it, please, it's just, it, it, it's just rather annoying. And the move that I make with Sanchez is that you don't start him. It takes the pressure off of him. You put Kyle Hitchikawa in that spot. Let him start, and you alternate them, because because Higgy's got the he's got the chemistry with Garrett Cole that Sanchez doesn't have. He's got he's got chemistry with all the pitchers. So does Sanchez to a degree, but not as much as as Higgy's got. And Higgy's proven he could start. And you can say, oh well, yeah, he's a great catcher, but he really can't hit. What are you talking about? The guy can't freaking hit. The, 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 the guy may not hit for power all the time, but he hits in the clutch when you need him to. So. That's just, in my opinion, a move I make. Um, I wouldn't start him every game. There's no reason to. You can alternate them. You know, play Sanchez at first. Uh, you know, and this all assuming if if the Yankees make certain moves and one of them has to be trading Stanton. And again, you know, Joel Sherman wrote it in the New York Post. If you trade him to Chicago, you're getting you Darvish, Jason Hayward, and you get Craig Kimbrell. But then we got to take on those two contracts to get rid of Stanton's contract. And it's going to be fair. You're taking you're taking two guys with decent-sized contracts, but you're getting rid of the 500-pound elephant in the room, and that's Stanton's contract. Again, though, that's if the NL adopts the DH rule because you cannot put Stanton out in the field. He's just a, he's a, he's a liability. The guy gets hurt just walking to the outfield. It's like dealing with Jacoby Ellsbury 2.0. Anything that can go wrong with Stanton will go wrong. I mean, it's just, and, and it sucks because the guy is a monster at the plate. You know, he's he's very he's very intimidating at the plate, and yet the guy can't he can't stay healthy. And and this after being an, an NL MVP back in like I forget what year it was. It's just insane to think that 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 he's fallen so far. I mean, and don't get me wrong, when he blasts the ball out of the park, I mean, he hits the shit out of it. But still, you know, he, he's just not that Stanton he was. Maybe he needs to go back to Michael Stanton and not Gene Carlo Stanton. Oh, who, who knows? But maybe a change of scenery helps Stanton out a bit. But again, if, if you can move that deal, if you can move that contract and that deal with Chicago, that's the, that's the perfect trade deal. Yeah, you take Darvish's contract back, but you also get another starting pitcher. So if you strike out on Bauer, you already got another starting pitcher in in, in the fold in getting Darvish here from Chicago. Chicago's probably looking to unload them because Chicago's probably looking to, to go full rebuild because they're already looking to trade Chris Bryant, who, who's been a decent player for them for the past three, four years. So, you know, they're looking to get rid of him. 
and I take a flyer on Brian too while I'm at it. I mean, why not? I mean, there's going to be all these trade scenarios talked about in the next few weeks. There's going to be no GM meetings now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do, how they do all these trades. You know, are they going to do Zoom GM meetings? Like, you know, like what's the deal going to be? Uh, there's going to be a lot of scenarios. There's going to be a lot of rumors out there in the next few weeks, in the next few months. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason in MLB like it always is when big name free agents are out there. Uh, the Yankees again, they got to re-sign Tanaka. I give him a two-year with a three-year with a third-player option. Um, you got to get Gardner back one year, five million. Because if you trade, if you trade Frazier, you're going to need Gardner to play third every day again. Um, you got to put Debbie Garcia in this rotation. They, they, there's just a lot of things the Yankees can do this year that they haven't done that they should I'm not saying reinvent the wheel but I would try to go to a six man rotation so that every pitcher gets an extra day off and by the time the playoffs come the arms aren't completely dead and hanging by like one last shoulder ligament and the bullpen you you, got to revamp it a little bit you maybe have to consider going with a two closer role here uh, with a, with Chapman obviously being the lefty, and you got to go with a righty, so you got to f- either find one or convert one. And honestly, if if you're lucky enough not to trade Michael King, he would be the guy I would probably make the second closer. Him or Adovino. Um, we K line was offered de- was designated for assignment, and then he he opted out of that, so he's a free agent. I would try to bring him back because he was decent in the Yankee bullpen. Uh, there's a lot of free agents out there, and again, if you're a Mets fan or a Yankee fan, don't expect both teams to break the bank, but expect them to make moves. They're not going to overpay for for somebody just to appease you, me, you know, your neighbor, you know, your mother's best friend, you know, your mother's brother's sister's carpet installer, whoever it may be. They're not going to break the bank on it. Um, Hal Steinbrenner has been very vocal about it for the past few years. They want to get below the luxury tax. You know, don't forget now, this isn't George's money anymore. This is their money. So now they're going to be real frugal with it. Don't get me wrong. If Cashman can convince them to spend the money where they need to spend it, he will. But Cashman needs to really sell it, Um, which is a shame because he never had to do that with George. Never had to do that. It was just, hey, Clemens is available. And George was like, yeah, well, you know. Give them everybody and then some. And the deal was done. Um, a lot has changed since since Steinbrenner's death. And, you know, now with, now with Hal pretty much running the show, you know, he's, he's I, don't, I don't blame him. He's going to be frugal with the money. But then don't be mad when fans are criticizing certain moves that you didn't make because you didn't want to spend the money. So it's either spend the money and get the pieces we need or you're going to have to you, you're going to have to do something here. You got to do something. It's been it's been almost twelve years without a World Series. If we don't go to it this, this, this next season, and you know the fans are clamoring for it. This team's built to win now with the pitching staff that we have. You know with the you know with the lineup we have right now. You got to re-sign Lemayhew. Um, you you got to go after Lindor. You have to at least entertain it. And this and the same thing in Queens. You got to entertain the Lindor scenario. You know, the Mets got to make some moves. They got to bolster that starting pitching. That bullpen, they really have to bolster. Um, if you get Bauer, I'm sorry. You got to put Steve Matz in the bullpen. Steve Matz is not a starting pitcher. I'm sorry. He's, he's shown glimmers of hope. But but every fifth day, 
do you really want to sit there and go, which Steve Matz are we getting today? If I'm a Mets fan, no. Put him in the bullpen. He'll probably flourish in that role. Um, I would probably convert Seth Lugo back to a starter because he wasn't that bad as a starter, to be honest with you Mets fans. So as the weeks pass, the months pass, and MLB offseason starts and has started, We'll wait and see what happens. We'll see what the Yankees do. We'll see what the Mets do. Um, the only thing I ask is that please, Francisco Lindor, do not go to Boston. Please, you don't want to go there. They got horrible accents. And nobody from New York likes anything about Boston. It's, it's I'm sure he already knows that. Just either go to the Bronx. I really don't want to see you in Queens. But if you go there, then you go there. Pretty much, Cashman is, is going to have to go head-to-head with every GM that wants Lindor, and he's gonna and and I already see it happen. And the Yankees are gonna overpay. I I just see it. I just have this gut feeling they overpay and give up something more than they didn't have to give up, or somebody we should not have given up. Uh, it usually always happens with the Yankees, and that's why I'm saying from my gut, I have a feeling it's gonna happen. So we'll wait and see what happens and again Mets fans you know Steve Cohen seems to be it seems to be he's going to be the owner that listens to the pulse of the people so we'll wait and see what happens until the next podcast as always stay safe and as always peace